Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This week we have many commemorations of modern saints. Saints uh, uh, that would have been known to us in this past century, or to put it in other words, there are still folks who are walking around who knew them. I am specifically talking about three saints. Uh, the first being Saint Paisios of the Holy Mountain uh, from Mount Athos in Greece, Saint Sophroni of Essex, who's also an Athenite, and then Saint Alexandra of Munich, who of the three is probably the least known. <coughs> Saint Paisios, I want to talk a little bit about each and recommend them to you. Saint Paisios uh, is. Uh, like if you took a page out of a 6th or 7th century uh, manuscript of the life of a monk, he fits that description, and his life uh, went like that. Except for the whole part about being in the army and working with radios and things. Uh, he was... Uh, and the way... like. We use the word trickster here, and I don't mean that like Loki trickster, but I mean he had a way of being able to know and being able to say little things or to do things in order uh, to make things known. Uh, he, uh, there's a lot published about him in English. Some of it, maybe you need a little bit of discernment. If you have a question in reading some of that, you can come and talk to me. Uh, but generally, especially, there's some gray volumes. I believe I just saw before uh, the beginning of the service, we have at least three of them. I know we have all five volumes, but I think some people are reading them right now. There's five volumes now of various encounters with him or sayings from him. And he is generally accessible to everyone. If you have St. Pegasus is accessible to everyone, St. Sophronia is not as accessible to everyone. Uh, not that he, it's just very different. You ever, has anyone ever tried to say, read St. Sophroni and just kind of put him down? Okay. Good, I'm not alone. I love St. Sophroni. It's just sometimes I'm just, I, I'm not in the mood for that kind of contemplation. Uh, but with St. Paisios, you can, it's like a page uh, that you can engage with. And one of the great, um, teachings that he gave, I mentioned radio because he worked radio in the war, uh, is he has all these nice little uh, sayings. One of them being the thoughts, uh, the ligismoi, the evil thoughts that constantly assail us. He said they're like planes in the air. And what we don't need to do is build them an airport where they can come down and land. <laughs> Or that he would say, like a radio, God is on a frequency, and we have to turn our dial in order to be able to connect to God. These little sayings that help us kind of reflect, uh, remember uh, our prayers, God, and approaching him. St. Sophroni, and what I said earlier is not to impinge upon St. Sophroni. Without St. Sophroni, I don't think that I would be Orthodox, because it was his work on St. Siloan, which is... Uh, way, the way I encountered it was the big blue book, you know what I'm talking about. There's, that book is also published as two separate, but 
Uh, in the writings of St. Sophroni, you are going to encounter one of the great minds of the church of the 20th century, uh, who I am glad there's been more and more published about him, uh, encounters with him instead of reading him, because reading him, uh, it is, I'll say, a spiritual struggle sometimes, uh, but it is always worthwhile. Uh, there is much from St. Sophroni that plumbs the depth of not only the existence of God, but the depths of what a true spiritual life and what true prayer uh, offers to us, or what it maybe rather demands of us. St. Sophroni is also a little bit more accessible to us in the English-speaking world because the monastery that he founded is in uh, England, in Essex. If I remember correctly, East Anglia is the area of uh, the UK that uh, this monastery was founded. I have uh, been blessed to go there, and I have a story or two, maybe three, about going there and only staying there for two days, but I have a few stories from staying there. Uh, it is a very special place that if you ever have a chance, if you're looking to go to pilgrimage, and maybe the prospects of going to Greece or Romania, or, well, let's not talk about Russia, because you can't really get there right now, I wouldn't suggest it, uh, or Ukraine. Uh, but if you're trying to go someplace, Essex uh, is a very hospitable, wonderful place. Be ready to do, if I remember correctly, that when I was there, we did four or five hours of Jesus prayer. Two and a half in the morning, two and a half in the evening. There we go. So five hours. Uh, you really get to know what's going on inside of you if you actually submit yourself to two and a half hours of, that doesn't mean everybody's saying it, but they would, they would trade off. So you'd hear an older nun, when I was there, heard an older nun in French, and then somebody would do it in Romanian, and somebody would do it in Slavonic, and then in English, and it's two and a half hours. You're free to go, you can go outside, but just to sit there, with your prayer rope, and yes, they even have, um, what do you call it, they, they would close everything up so it's, it's dark in there. You can't see your hand in front of your face. And all you can hear is this, well, voices, because they trade. And it is you all the stuff that comes, and the struggle to just pay attention to the prayer and pray. Uh, if you ever have a chance, and know I'm really selling this very well, uh, I highly recommend going. Uh, there has been the progeny from, I would say, really St. Silwan to St. Sophroni, and now Elder Zachariah, and now I believe there's even, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, the new abbot is Father Peter, if I'm remembering correctly. There are still things being published and very... Um, good, weighty things to contemplate. That might be your spiritual reading for the year. For other reason why I'm talking about these things is these are all like things accessible in English that are not 4th or 5th century. Uh, it's something that you can approach and read now. St. Alexander of Munich is uh, an exception. He would, he would not be one of these higher monks, these monastic uh, elders. Uh, he was a university student in Germany, who was uh, a pious uh, layman who uh, his friends, there's a little bit of debate whether he was always walking around with a little Bible or with a prayer book, his family thought it was a prayer book, 
uh, and he regularly went if the doors of the church were open there in Munich, uh, he was there at the services. And it was Alexander who befriended, uh, maybe some of you have seen, there's been a movie that's been made about this, Sophie Scholl, The White Rose, Resistance Against the Nazis. Is anyone familiar with The White Rose? Uh, they were students who, uh, there's a whole kind of network of them, they wrote up leaflets because they saw what was happening to the minds of everyone around them. Uh, Alexander with Hans, Sophie's older brother, they were medical students in Munich and they, uh, because they were of age, they had to be in the army. They didn't want to, they, they specifically chose to go the medical route so they didn't have to fight because you, you didn't really have a choice. Uh, and they saw the concentration camps, they saw everything, and so they started writing leaflets and anonymously. And if you were to read these leaflets, you can find them translated into English online. Uh, you can see the depth of one, the courage, the conviction uh, in of God and what it meant. And it was Alexander who's one of the uh, first to really start talking about Holocaust, or what we have come to know as the Holocaust, and what the Germans were doing to the Jews of Eastern Europe, not just the Germans, there's all sorts of collaboration, etc. But you have in this young student, uh, because of his faith in God, and what's great, there's a little book that has been written about St. Alexander that I recommend. I have a copy of it, another copy will be coming. Uh, we commemorate him tonight and uh, tomorrow uh, that he was a student. He liked uh, sculpture. He liked to sit up late at night and talk with his friends. He sought out all of the good things that a university student should be using their time doing. Uh, there's a nice picture of a bust of Beethoven that he because he liked to play the piano. He uh, and his friends made a courageous effort to expose and to try and stir up and get people active to resist uh, the Nazis at the time. Uh, what I didn't know, I knew that aspect of him, and I just finished the book in the past few days, is the length of the suffering that Alexander went through. Uh, Sophie and Hans were executed very quickly, at, uh, basically kangaroo courts where they would just have Nazis yelling at them and then they would say they're guilty and call the people's court. Alexander tried to run away and there's a whole story about him running away and then he is found and he's brought and throughout this he's always says, I have, because of God, because of my faith, I reject nationalist socialism. I do not believe in the killing of others because people are made in the image of God. Uh, and it is St. Alexander who then, Hans and Sophie were killed, I basically believe in a 24 hour period. That's how quickly everything went. Alexander's was months drawn out. Torture and beatings and being left uh, there with his family worried because they did what they call clan gatherings. They would gather everyone that was connected in here and put everybody in prison and <coughs> examine everyone. And it is he who, writing to his parents, never said, never forget God and knew, because of his faith in God and principles, that he was going to stand till the end. Uh, so it is July 13th when he was uh, killed by a guillotine uh, there in Munich. There is 
the church that exists there, he was canonized uh, in the 2000s, so just a few years ago, uh, by Brokhor Church there in Munich, the Cathedral of the New Martyrs of Russia. Uh, his grave just being uh, a, few, a, walk, a short walk away. Uh, so if you ever have a chance, if you're in Munich, to be able to go to his grave and pray. Uh, I especially think of him as somebody who's a good example for our youth to stand uh, against all of the various ideologies and things that rise up, that he is somebody to ask for his prayers, uh, to have his conviction, uh, and to not be shaken up to, in the face of knowing that what he was doing meant execution, uh, that he still went through with it and the little bit of resistance that he could offer and writing beautiful little leaflets to encourage others to stand up to what was, uh, let's just call it insanity. So, St. Paisius, St. Sophroni, St. Alexander, all this week we commemorate, I encourage you, uh, part of our spiritual life is spiritual reading and being able to uh, not only read scripture, but uh, to be encouraged by not only the lives of the saints, but the things that they wrote. And uh, it's been a long time. I like to, it's been a few years since reading St. Sophroni, to just dip into St. Sophroni and get ready to be in the deep end, or to just pick up St. Paisius and, you know, uh, be encouraged while having a smile on the face and look to St. Alexander as a great example of one whose conscience could no longer stand and stood up and did what he could. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.